Gab, how was your shower? I think I'm finally clean. Huh? Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about change from Fearless. And today, we are discussing the song Clean from 1989. Clean is the 13th track on the album. Another 13. That's crazy. Two in a row. Change is 13 too. Yeah, that's really cool. Love that. 1989 was released on October 27, 2014, and this song was co-written by Imogen Heap. Mm. She is best known for her song Hide and Seek, which was made popular by the TV show The O.C. And I actually remember when this song previewed on TV in the season two finale. Oh. It was very dramatic. Um, really like Imogen Heap. Um, some of you might know um, Hide and Seek from when Jason Derulo sampled it in his song what you say. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Clean has been played live 87 times by Taylor. 86 of them were on her 1989 world tour, and she played it once on the Reputation tour during her acoustic session. It was actually a small part right before the Long Live and uh, New Year's Day at the piano. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really good. It's so good. It's actually raining. When she's performing this. Yeah. I highly recommend you guys look that up. Because it's really good. really emotional. Yeah. And she's talking about how it's a year after her sexual assault court case Mm -hmm. um, and how that connects to Clean for her. And it's like, it's really emotional and good. So definitely look it up. So, so good. And then fun fact, Ingrid Michaelson played it on December 14th, 2014 for the Billboard Women in Music Awards, which is when Taylor Swift was getting nominated or- um, She won Woman of the Year. She won. Or was honored as Woman of the Year. Which is super cool. Yeah. We have something very exciting for you guys for this episode. Our second ever guest on Tay to Z. Woo! We would like to introduce you to Laura Carnacchio, an actor and comedian living in New York City who also happens to be one of my best friends. Laura, welcome to Tay to Z. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>, so great. <laughs> Laura's been a big supporter and listener since the beginning. Oh, yeah. So this is very exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen to every episode, obviously. Love it. Obviously. Uh, so, Laura, tell us about your history with Taylor. When did you first hear her? When did you fall in love with Taylor? Let us know all of it. Oh my gosh. It was actually really fun for me to go back and think about all of this and like my Taylor origin story. The first song I had ever heard was Tim McGraw, her first single. I heard it on the radio. I had never really liked country music before. My I was 14 at the time and like my idea of country music was like some guy singing about the simple life on the farm. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm a 14 year old girl from Long Island. I don't relate to this. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> um, what? Well, you don't relate to that? <laughs> no, I, I don't, Devin. I know it's shocking. 
But I think just, you know, it was like a young woman's perspective around my age, singing about love, singing about her feelings. And I was like, who is this girl? I like her. And then that year I got the Taylor Swift album for Christmas and like, you know, listened to it on the PC computer, popped it in the, in that CD player, <laughs> you <laughs> yes. know, like over and over again, obsessively. And then same thing with Fearless. But what's interesting is that, like, at school, I just remember people kind of, like, making fun of her or, like, oh, like, you, Gab, like, do you remember stuff like that or was it? Yeah, like, it wasn't cool yeah, it wasn't, to like Taylor. it wasn't cool. Like, I remember a girl I was kind of friends with in Latin class was like, ugh, Taylor Swift, like, that song Teardrops on My Guitar, like, she just needs to get over herself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, totally. So then, <laughs> so then I became, like, kind of a closet Taylor fan and, like, I wouldn't really mm-hmm. talk about it. And by the end of high school, I wasn't really listening to her that much. But then, thank God, went to college. I met you. I met Gina and all our <laughs> other friends. And I have this really, like, strong memory of me and Gina listening on her laptop computer, like, outside to the Speak Now album. Specifically, we were listening to Story of Us, like, over and over again. And just, like, so unapologetically dancing, living our best lives, listen- listening to Taylor. And since then, there's been, like, no turning back. Um, (laughs) And I think it's just, it's interesting, like, that whole journey made me think just obviously as a teenager when you, like, want to fit in and, like, oh, it just makes me think if I had been, like, so much, like, that same, like, unapologetic love of Taylor as Gina and I were, like, it would have allowed other girls to be like, me too. But obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, it's high school. But the other thing it made me think of, Gab, was, like, a lot of times things that young girls and young women are into, people kind of brush off as like, oh, that's silly or like, you know, mm-hmm. they delegitimize it. And so, I don't know, it just made me think of that, how interesting that is. But yeah. yeah. And like you've said. Even like. No, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Even the term teeny bopper right. is like, mm. kind of like a sexist term. But like in history, young women have always been the first to find something popular. Right. Right. That's the thing. And then and then when other people like it, then it's like, oh, okay, actually, it's legitimate. Yeah. Which is which is not fair. But hopefully we're breaking the stereotype. I feel like Taylor's kind of like made her way through that. Mm -hmm. And just like in general with Taylor, like you've said, when her albums have come out, like there's always something that like the lyrics I just strongly relate to and everything. And also just I love her storytelling. Like, I think she's just such a beautiful storyteller. So, yeah, that's my uh that's my overall journey with Taylor. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love it. Love it. It's a little similar to Gina's. Yeah. And the fact that Tim McGraw was the first song that you yeah. listened to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was kind of her first really big hit, so it makes sense. Yeah. And we were all the same age. Like, we were all freshmen. I think we were all freshmen in high school and, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just came at, like, yeah. the right time for us, I think. Yeah, yeah. completely. Well, she was there for us. She was. It's, well, for you, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's, like, it's very in line with us being contemporaries with Taylor. Mm-hmm. She's, like, about a year and a half older than right. us. Right. Two years-ish. Two years-ish, yeah. Give or take. <laughs> cool. So, Laura, yes. today we are discussing the song Clean yes. from 1989. Oh. So we're going to let you kick it off. Oh. What are your thoughts on the song Clean? Oh, man, I really love this song. And I honestly, I haven't been listening to 1989 that much these days. Like, leading up to this, I was. I, like, listened to the album in completion and then, like, Clean over and over again. And it really is one of my favorite songs on the album, listening now. I'm not sure at the time, but right now it's, like, definitely one of my favorites on the album. I really love, again, like, that idea of storytelling and imagery with Taylor. I think the imagery, both lyrically and musically in this song, is really palpable. Like, I really, really see it. Like, musically, like, with the do-do-do-do-do in the beginning. I can't. Uh, that's my that's my attempt at doing it. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> you got Devin. Devin's broken. <laughs> 
I broke down. I was like, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh god, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The beginning, the little ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, good. It, like it literally sounds like raindrops. Like the chorus just sounds very cleansing and like different lines. Like I punched a hole in the roof. That one, I always just have like such a clear image. It's like the sun's pouring through and then it's raining. Like I just, I think this song is a really visual song. It reminds me, like I listen to it and I feel like that sort of cleansing feeling you feel when you're over someone or something but also like the pain that's still there like when she says just because you're clean don't mean you don't miss it like you're over mm-hmm. it you're, you're cleansed you're liberated but there's still like that sadness and that pain so yeah i think i think this is a great song i love this song completely agree yeah oh good <laughs> it's so good. Devin, what about you what about me i also love that intro <laughs> can we hear you do the intro Devin? <laughs> <laughs> Mm, that's way better um, yeah. <laughs> so on the 1989 dvd when she intros that and she's like i feel clean and everybody goes crazy yes. and then you hear the intro to the song yeah you're just like this is one of those songs that you can listen to on the radio in the first two seconds you know what it is mm-hmm. and it's it's so beautiful you're right it sounds like rain mm-hmm. right at the beginning it's so cool and I love the Imogen Heap vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, their collaboration on this is really cool, and you can totally tell that she had a lot of input into it because of the backup vocals. They're very ethereal, mm-hmm. like the hide-and-seek song. And all of the song just kind of has this, like, I'm getting cleansed. Yes! <laughs> I have to say, I you also I didn't know that Imogen Heap wrote this song with her. When you said that before, I was yeah. like, Phew. That makes so much sense. Like, yeah, it totally. Boom. That the vibe of yeah. it is so that. Yeah. Yeah, but it still sounds completely like Taylor. Yeah, yeah and still goes with 1989. Perfect. Vibes. Completely. Yeah. And the fact that this is the closing song on the album, not the deluxe version, but right. on the regular version, is just like it's such a good closer. Mm-hmm. And then I just love the ha 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 ha. Between the chorus and the verses. What is that? <laughs> so one second, let me let me do this. Ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. You know, between I know the, what you're talking about. The, the chorus and the verse. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes back into it. Yeah. And then the layering of the final choruses, the final two, where she's singing and all of her backup vocals are like doing all these amazing, cool things behind her. And then the second time through, it's even bigger. And then, it's, and then it cuts out just to her being like, I think I'm finally clean. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love that. It's Beautiful. just so good. And it is. It's like a storm. It like it builds and builds and builds. And then she gets to this place where she's like, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready, world. What about you, Gab? I love that. That just like made me so excited. Like that build is like so like, it's just so pretty and cleansing. And oh, it's so good. I love this song. Definitely in my top 25 Taylor songs probably in my top 10 honestly like i feel it i love it the vibe and the sound it makes me feel like empowered it makes me feel really cleansed it makes me Mm. feel strong and that like i can get through things and like it makes me emotional when i like think of it too much um (laughs) even though i listen to it all the time when i like really listen to it i like feel it it's kind of like a song where you're just like i'm whole and i'm gonna be okay And it's, like, just, like, the best album closer. And it really started for me the, like, the feel of, like, I love Taylor's album closers. They, like, wrap you up and, like, hug you. And, like, the next three albums 
closers are just like perfect. Yeah, for New me. Year's they're Day. like all in my top ten. Uh, I have chills Day right light. now. Yeah, like <laughs> when you would you say I'm whole and I'm gonna be okay? Like I got chills. Yeah. <laughs> it really does yeah. make you feel that way. Yeah, and it's so cool that like she can do that with her music. I just like too what you guys had said. I like had felt it, but hadn't thought of it that way in terms of like the storm kind of building in terms of the backup music, and that when it kind of like settles out. And it's just her vocals at the end, like, oh, what a beautiful moment. And it's, it is, the storm is raging, she's getting through it, and then she's like, I'm clean. It's such a well-crafted song. And it's really cool because on an album that is so repetitive, so many of the songs on this album are just like repetition, 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 which we talked about before, like, all you had to do was stay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this song is not that. It's just kind of getting through. It's the end of that anxiety. It's like all of the anxiety of this album and what she went through and everything. And when you get into Gossip Gab, you're going to talk about like the journey and whatever (laughs) to close this and just to feel that closure. And which is actually next week's song, guys. Closure. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Can't wait. Throw that in there. Alphabet spoiler. (laughs) Alphabet. Just uh, look at the alphabet, everybody. What? So yeah, great song. Yeah. Freaking amazing song. Yeah. I really love, Devin, what you said about, like, how it how it builds and then uh, it's just her at the end. Like, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's why I love your brain, Devin. You always, like, your musical brain. It's so cool oh, to... No. Yeah. It's nice to listen to how, how you see songs and hear songs. Like, oh, and it, it also... It's like, that's how the whole album went and that's how the song is. Like you were saying, the whole album is like, repetition, repetition, here's all this fun stuff. And then that last song encapsulates the whole album in a way and that, like that. So mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So she's so good. So Gab, how do you relate to this song? I hardcore relate to this song, which is surprise no one that the songs that are in my top 10 are songs that I super relate to because it's just how I connect to music. Um, (laughs) What? uh, You know, that's just my thing, especially with Taylor. So when 1989 came out, uh, I was going through a pretty bad breakup that happened for circumstantial reasons, not because the feelings weren't there. And so because of that fact, the relationship lingered for about a year longer than it should have with like communication and texting and calling and like the what Mm. if of like, will we get back together, which is like the worst kind of what if when it comes to relationships that like unknown, but then the feelings won't go away. There's no closure. Another closure reference. It ended up being like really hard for me to get over and like a lot harder for me than past breakups that ended because like someone's feelings changed. It was just harder to know that the feelings hadn't really changed but that, like, it didn't make sense to stay in the relationship. Yeah. In summer 2015, which was uh, almost a year after the album had been out and I'd been listening to it nonstop, and this album was huge, and mm. I actually saw the 1989 tour that summer, uh, 2015, I made the decision to stop dating, like, anyone completely, um, stop going on any online dates, I deleted all my apps, I wasn't trying to be set up or meet anyone because, like, I'd come to the conclusion I was not over my last relationship and I, like, needed time by myself to really get over it. It wasn't just, like, happening the way I thought that it was gonna. Like, I wasn't getting past it. And, like, up to that point in my life, from, like, age 16 to 24, I'd only been single for about, like, a year and a half. So Mm -hmm. I definitely relate to that feeling of 
being addicted to love or uh, relationships and feeling like I need it or needed to be with a person, a partner. And so I really relate to the bridge that goes 10 months sober, I must admit, just because you're clean don't mean you don't miss it. 10 months older, I won't give in. Now that I'm clean, I'm never going to risk it. (laughs) So good. And so like as I took the no dates, no dating like journey, I felt like truly like I became clean. And, like, mm-hmm. I got past that breakup and, like, I was really able to, like, move on. And I was, like, doing things because I wanted to do them and, like, making decisions, like, for myself, living in New York City, single at that time. And so it was, like, really that line of that morning, gone was any trace of you. I think I am finally clean. Because it's, like, that feeling when you wake up and, like, you live your life normally and you don't have to think of an ex. It's, like, yeah. the most freeing thing mm-hmm. where you're, like, oh, my God, thank God, finally. Feeling, like, free and clean and, like, being past that, like, horrible heartbreak Mm. feeling. And, like, the kind of crazy thing is that not dating at all time span in my life actually lasted 10 months. Oh, yes. Just by coincidence. Like, I didn't plan (laughs) that. Like, it's not like I made up my mind to do that. It just happened by coincidence. And I agreed at the, around that time, this was in, uh, (laughs) in January to go on a setup date. And that person happened to be Devin. Oh my god. <laughs> and so the song is like really meaningful to me because like it was like almost like I was 10 months sober and I was like in mm. that kind of love detox. And like it had been way longer since my previous relationship had ended, but it was the time where I really decided to actively try and get past it mm. and yeah. like be whole on my own. Mm-hmm. And like this song really like helped me heal. And then, like, what Taylor says, like, now that I'm clean, I'm never going to risk it. That time of finding myself and becoming clean mm-hmm. made it so that I was ready to risk it again. Yeah. And that I was ready to find Devin and be ready for that relationship. And that I was, like, clean at that yeah. point. Mm. And, like, so all that journey needed to happen for us to meet. And so this song just means so much more to me because mm-hmm. of that. Like, I related to it when it came out and it helped me. But it's even more important because I feel like I had to feel that journey to find what was right. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's so, that's so cool. (laughs) It's just funny because like I, you know, remember when you were going through all of this too. So it's just like cool to hear now like the perspective in that journey um and just wild that it was 10 months i love that i know of course it was, it's of course it was. i'm cosmically connected to taylor guys you I really are it. you are <laughs> yeah i've, I I've never seen them in the same room so taylor and gap yeah oh so we can be happen. the same person oh my gosh oh yeah right that's what it is right, uh, right. So. what about you laura do you relate um, to this oh song? yeah i i do relate to this song i think overall with any good artist or any good song even if it's not a thing that I've been through, like, I always, like, if they tell the story well, I can put myself in that place and relate. But with this song in particular, yes. When this song came out, I was kind of, like, going through something. And similar, like, it wasn't a relationship. It was, like, a weird friendship sort of thing. So it didn't really feel like there was a clear end, kind of like how you were saying. But it it did come out, like, when I was kind of, like, when I had, like, made a decision to cut that off and, like... 
I'm moving forward. And so similarly, like I would just listen to the song and kind of go on a journey. And this is like really melodramatic, but I used to listen to the song and like try and feel the way Taylor felt. I could be like, I just want to feel clean, Taylor. Like I just don't feel it yet. So this song was, yeah, was huge for me at the time. And I, um, I remember like, I mean, I'm sure you guys love to do this too, but I, I love to like sit on the train or go for a walk and like listen to music and be like in my feels. So I was listening to this album. I was on the train and this song came on and like I wasn't thinking about it and it just hit me and and I was like so overcome with emotion. I was like, oh, I feel it. Like I really do feel it. Uh, and it was so, yeah, just like such a liberating, but still like that little bit of sadness, but like so liberating. And then it wasn't 10 months. It was like two months later that then I met David. But what's so funny is that I do remember like trying to count out the months from when I like ended this to when I met David and it's I was like is it 10 months like when when this all happened like back then and I was like god damn it's like eight months to yeah. or something such a Taylor fan uh, <laughs> but I'm happy you got the perfect 10 months <laughs> but, uh, that's yeah. amazing but like it brings me right back to that moment it's such a like I have such a visceral reaction yeah when I hear the song yeah that just like made me like a little emotional because I remember that time in your life too yeah and it's so crazy because you know, at this point now, it feels like so long ago, but it right. brings you like right back there. And it's like really hard getting past those uncertain things where like feelings yes. are still there, but I have to be, I have to cut them off to make myself okay. Kind of right. Thing. Yeah. Mm. So oh, hard. yeah, we've come so far. <laughs> we grew up. Thank God. We did. We grew up. Thank God. Did you say thank God? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we grew up. Oh, we did. What about you, Devin? Did you grow up? Did I grow up? So I had a lot of trouble figuring this out at first, like how to relate to this song. And then I attributed it to acting. Mm. Oh, cool. And let me explain. I have found through my career, and I'm sure, Laura, you have found this a lot as well, is that acting and auditioning is kind of like a toxic relationship. Yes. (laughs) Like you want it so badly that you're willing to do anything for it. And you're willing to, like, keep throwing yourself into the ring and, like, going and doing things, like, trying to get the recognition of a casting director, like, trying Mm -hmm. to get in for a show and literally, like, change who you are and change what you look like and basically try and do everything to make these people like you. Mm. That's pretty toxic. And it completely, like, messes up your mental health. And everything. And there was a point that I got to that I didn't want that anymore. And I was really disgusted by like how I was feeling about myself because of what other people were telling me Mm. I was either good at or not good at or didn't look the right part or whatever. So, like, I stopped auditioning for a while and I focused on catering and I focused on our relationship and we moved in together. And I don't think it was 10 months, but eventually there (laughs) came a point where, like, I woke up in the morning one day and was like, I want to create again. Mm. And, like, I want to do something for myself. And so that's when I made that cabaret. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is, this was such a cleansing experience for me because like it brought back my creative you know integrity and like my love for what I had lost Mm -hmm. in a sense I felt like I was you know clean of that and Mm -hmm. so then I was able to go back to auditioning with a sense of self-worth and I was auditioning for things that I wanted to and I was and I wasn't thinking of people you know like I want them to like me 
I was like, they should want me. Like, these are things that I think I'm good at and everything. And so I came back at it with a sense of like, I don't need this. I want Mm -hmm. this, Mm -hmm. but I don't need it. And I'm not going to like destroy my mental health because of it. Mm. And so many actors and actresses go through this every day. And I mean, now there's no theater at all. So it's kind of a moot point. Yesterday when I was writing it, I got emotional yeah I got like really emotional Mm. writing this down because I was like it's so hard to know that a thing that you love can also be something so toxic Mm -hmm. until you finally step away from it Mm. theater and acting for me was that for a little bit auditioning especially like mostly auditioning yeah so this song resonates in that way of like you once you get past it take a step back and you're able to see what it was mm-hmm. and then you just let the water wash it away. Like mm. that was really important for me to do that. Yeah. And wow. like to know that you could also fulfill yourself creatively too, you know? Yeah. With yeah. Your cabaret. yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, that was, <laughs> yeah, I definitely related to a lot of what you said, Devin. And it's cool. Cause I never thought of clean in that context too but just that sort of maturity I'll say that you grew up too Devin it's like that maturity of like <laughs> like I love this but I don't I don't need it to be okay right mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's yeah. like this is what I want to do but like I'm gonna be okay and also yeah that empowerment to be like I'm gonna create my own things that bring me joy I don't need somebody else to give me permission and going into auditions with like that empowerment of like this is who I am do you want to work with me you know yeah what keeps popping into my head as you guys are saying this is what I did for love from chorus line where I met <laughs> oh which, my gosh. you know and the idea though just of like relating it to love and a relationship sure. that feeling of being an actor mm-hmm. it's like making me emotional and I'm not an actor but being like here with you guys you know and loving you yeah. both and yeah that's cool yeah yeah well it's the same as a relationship where it's like I love you and I want to be with you but also like I have to be true to myself and it's the same like it relates to acting in that same way it's like I'd love to be in your show but I'm not going to change who I am this is who I am and now we get to the segment of gossip The hidden message for Clean in the 1989 liner notes is, she lost him, but she found herself, and somehow that was everything. I got chills. Which I love, (laughs) (laughs) obviously, and relate to. And, I mean, exactly, yes. That was the time where I really, I found myself as an adult for the first time, truly. And it's just so beautiful, and I just, I think of this quote all the time and the somehow that was everything because it is yeah like finding yourself is just like it, it feels so good yeah. Yeah. yeah and just to know that like that's the end of the out of the woods music video as well it's yeah just, oh that's why it so always beautiful. is stuck in my head because it's there yeah and i'm like oh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and you didn't know that was a hidden message until i started telling you no about i thought it, it was doing just this. her being artsy yeah so good <laughs> So here are a couple of Taylor quotes talking about this song. She said, It's about comparing getting over a relationship to sobriety. It has a lot of different references between addiction and moving on from a relationship. Uh, The song Clean is one that I wrote about sort of coming out of a relationship or trying to move on from some struggle that you had in your life and feeling kind of tarnished by it. Mm. 
It kind of talks about how if you really allow yourself to feel pain, I think maybe it's easier to get past it. For most people that I've known who fought through struggle, a lot of them who have just really faced the pain head on and have come out okay a lot faster than ones who just pretended to be in denial of it. And I think that kind of points to the line, like, when I was drowning, that's when I could finally breathe. Like, the water filled my lungs, I screamed so loud, no one heard a thing. Like, going through the hardest part of it, but she went through that so that she could be clean on the other side. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she also said the inspiration for the song was specifically about a moment uh, when when she realized she was over a breakup. She says, I... Wrote clean as I was walking out of Liberty in London. Someone I used to date, it hit me that I'd been in the same city as him for two weeks and I hadn't thought about it. Mm. When it did hit me, I was like, oh, I hope he's doing well and nothing else. Mm. And you know mm. and you know how it is when you're going through a heartbreak. A heartbroken person is unlike any other person. Their time moves at a completely different pace than ours. It's like this mental, physical, emotional ache and feeling so conflicted. Nothing distracts you from it. And then all of a sudden, one day, you're in London. And you realize you've been in the same place as your ex for two weeks, and you're fine. And you hope he's fine. And the first thought that came to my mind was, I'm finally clean. Oh. Oh, my God. She's so good. I don't know if I'm cold or if I really do keep getting chills. Because, like, I, I'm like, that's beautiful. Oh. All the feelings today. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I just love that. And it's so freaking relatable. It really is. As many of you Swifties know... During the 1989 tour, before Taylor played Clean, she would give this super powerful speech, now known as the Clean speech. And it would be a little different each night of each tour, depending on where she was. She changed parts of it. Mm. And they're actually, like, documented online for each tour. So you can look up different cities. To narrow things down, I actually chose the one that I saw when I saw her. Because I just figured, like, I had experienced it so I could talk about that experience. Um, I did cut it down because it's pretty long. So I'm going to read, like, a chunk of it. But everyone should Google or YouTube it if you want to see it. And if you want to see her deliver it. Because it's better than necessarily me just reading it. (laughs) But you and Taylor are the same, I thought, right? Yeah, so we're the same. So just like, you know, hear Taylor right now as I read it. Okay, great. Literally the exact same voice. I mean, here's the thing, guys. I have been in the same room as Taylor Swift. It was a stadium, but it was the same Same room. room? So I know I'm not Taylor. Okay, okay, fine. I am aware. Okay, so this is an excerpt from Taylor's Queen speech from the July 2015 concert at MetLife Stadium. We have a lot of different people here tonight, but the one thing I do know we all have in common is the fact that when we feel great amounts of joy or great amounts of pain, we turn to music, and that's why we're here tonight. I know that every single person here tonight has their own set of struggles and things that are bothering them or things that are absolutely terrifying to them at this very moment. And so I guess what I'm trying to say to you is if there's one thing that you remember from tonight, please let it be this. Every single time that you have a bad day and you're just telling yourself that you're not cool enough, you're not pretty enough, or sexy enough, or fun enough, or whatever it is that you think you're not enough of, let me tell you that those things are completely imaginary, they're not real. Let me tell you the things that you actually are not. Would you like to hear the things that you actually are not? All right. You are not the opinion of someone who doesn't know you. You are not in any way damaged goods if you've made mistakes in your life. You are not going nowhere just because you haven't figured out exactly where you want to go yet, just because you haven't reached your final destination. All right, let me tell you the things that you actually are. You are your own definition of beautiful and worthwhile and nobody else's. You are smarter, wiser, and stronger because you made mistakes, 
not damaged. And most importantly, you are someone who is going through whatever problems and complications that life presents right now, itself with right now. But instead of wallowing in those things, you decided to get up and get dressed and come hang out with me and have the best time ever at a concert on a Friday night, didn't you? I personally do not think that if you've walked through a bunch of rainstorms and life just keeps raining on you and you feel like you're going through these constant storms over and over, if you keep going, I don't think that that kind of thing makes you tarnished or damaged or anything that you're afraid it makes you. I happen to think that going through a lot and continuing to go on with your life makes you clean. And I just love it. (laughs) I love it. (sighs) And I can tell you guys, this speech was longer in the concert and it was Taylor delivering it and then like she was like, you know, the crowd was responding and I cried. I, like, I was going to ask, were you crying? Yeah. I was crying because that <laughs> was right cry. at that moment where I was making that decision mm. that like I knew I was like not past my past relationship and that I needed to like work on myself and being like okay by myself. Mm. And so I just like felt what she was saying and that feeling of feeling like you're damaged or not enough is just like such a common pervasive feeling for me. That, like, it just, like, Mm. made me cry. Like, it was so emotional. Yeah. Yeah. To hear, like, you're not damaged goods. That's so powerful. Like, and Taylor knows how much power she has over her fans, too. Like, in a positive way, obviously. Mm -hmm. So for her to, like, say that to this group of, you know, mostly young women is just, ugh, so powerful. Yeah. And, like, hearing, like, basically, like, your idol say that to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It means a lot. So, Devin, what's your favorite line in this song? Oh, my favorite line. Mm -hmm. All of it. (laughs) Great. Now, uh, so when butterflies turned to dust, they covered my whole room. That's mine. Is it? Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) No, that's good. Shows your line. That's a good thing. That imagery of when you have butterflies for somebody and like this love and everything and then oh it's so heartbreaking it turns to dust mm-hmm. and you now have like butterflies they'll like be flying all over the room and everything and they're just like pretty and they're like oh and i love looking at butterflies but dust is such a pervasive thing and it's mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. and right. butterflies turning into dust that's just everywhere and you can't stop thinking about this person and you look at your bed and you think of them and you look at this sweater and you think of them and you look at like your toothbrush and you think of them (laughs) yeah that's so rough Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that line is so concise and specific and yet it evokes all of that Mm -hmm. yeah why do you love it laura Oh, I love it for all those reasons. I just think like that imagery, like if you just picture a bunch of butterflies in a room and then they all just turn to dust, like, oh, how heartbreaking. And then, yeah, the idea of dust being everywhere, like dust, you can't like it gets in your lungs, it gets in your clothes and your hair and your skin, like you cannot escape it and like could almost make you unable to breathe. Just think it's a like an, another example of like her incredible, incredible imagery. And yeah, also like the butterflies like in your stomach and how those... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. It's beautiful. That is so really good. Beautiful. I want to give an honorable mention to Just Because You're Clean Don't Mean You Don't Miss It because mm-hmm. I think that's another great... Oh, yeah. It just... It kind of just sums it up so perfectly. It's like, yep, yep, that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like so relate to that. What about mm. you, Gab? What's your favorite line? Okay, so my favorite line <laughs> is actually the chorus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is not usually like the favorite line I pick. No. But this is, it's so meaningful. The rain came pouring down when I was drowning. That's when I could finally breathe. And by morning, gone was any trace of you. I think I am finally clean. And like the way she sings it at the end, when it's like arcing and then comes down. It just like, it makes me emotional. And that just that feeling of being so down and in your feels and feeling like you're not going to get through it. And then like waking up one morning and you're okay. And it's like, that's so powerful. And this song just makes me feel like that and think of that. And also like, you know, like, yes, I relate it to relationships, but also there have been other different hard times in life where maybe like friends were struggling with something or family members were sick where it's like that feeling where things just feel so heavy and then you wake up one day and like you're doing okay and you feel a little lighter and so that makes me think of that Mm. yeah the song could be I think is actually pretty universal like it it really is about grief and Mm -hmm. like that by morning gone was any trace of you because I've always found like if I'm dealing with something whether it's a heartbreak or anything else the morning is always the worst it's for me it's like my mind's clear. It's the first thing that I think of. And then I'm sad. Like, <laughs> so by morning gone was any trace of you that that line always makes me think of that. It's like when you can wake up in the morning and it's not the first thought in your head when you wake up. Yeah. That yeah. like makes me emotional. Yeah. <laughs> like really does. Yeah. Like I can just feel that grief in this song. So Laura, from one to 10 flowers that died of thirst, what would oh. you rate this song? Flowers <laughs> that died of thirst. I would give this song eight flowers that died of thirst it's it's beautiful i love it i will say it's not a song that i go to so regularly although now it might be Mm -hmm. um just like i'm reminded of how much i really do love this song but yeah solid eight nice love Love this song nice yeah gab what about you how many flowers that died of thirst would you give this song it should surprise no one that i give this devin's holding up his hands Ten flowers that <laughs> died surprised. of thirst. <laughs> love it. I love it. Love this song. I feel this song. It's hundred percent one of my top, top, top Taylor songs. It's so of good. all time. It's so good. What about you, Devin? From one to ten flowers that died of thirst. So I'm gonna give this nine. Okay. I'm gonna give this nine. And I think what I forgot to say when I was talking about what I liked about it mm. is that. I am liking it more and more, and I think I have liked it more because of how much you like it. Oh. Yeah. I think. Mm, that's I cool. I think because you opened this song up to me, really. Ooh. And I mean, when when I first listened to this album with my brother, you know, everybody knows that story now because that was in the introduction episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when I was listening to this for the first time and it came on as the last song because we didn't have the deluxe edition because mm-hmm. we had the regular CD. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. But then it was one of the four songs that I actually bought. Oh, At that time, Mm -hmm. I bought Blank Space, I bought Out of the Woods, I bought Style, and I bought Clean. I think you also bought I Wish You Would. Oh, maybe I did. Because I remember you playing that one, and I'm like, that's so random, that's one of your favorites from the album. I wish wish you would, it was pretty good. It's a great song, but... (laughs) And, And Clean, and I was like, sort of drawn to it. I was like, this song just resonates somehow. And then, after knowing how much you love it, and listening to it, like a lot this week yeah 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, this song is so good. Yeah. It's so good. So nine. I give it nine. Wow. Mm. That's huge. Wow. So Laura. Yes. Thanks for so much for joining us oh, as a guest on T to Z. Is there anything else you'd like to share about this song, about Taylor, and then also share with our followers where to find you? Um, I know you're pretty active on the TikTok, so... On the TikTok, trying to keep up with you youngsters. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, the last things that I'm thinking of are listening to the album again this week. I feel like, like I said, it's one of my favorites, and I actually think this song and the bonus tracks are, like, my favorite songs on the album now, funnily enough. Like, I, I loved the album when it came out, but listening to it now, it's like, I, I don't know, I just, some those are my favorites, so, I don't know, just the bonus tracks take. are so good. They're so it, it, good it, on they this hit album. different now, I think, especially with Folklore and Evermore, because... They're so much more like those. Like, yeah. you know, Wonderland and... The you, are you Are In Love. You Are In Love. Oh, my God. One of my faves. Oh, you Are In you Love are in is love. literally so good. we got a ways to go, but I can't wait <laughs> yeah, for you guys to come. We're going to for a while. <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. So, love this song. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. And you guys can find me on the Instagram and the TikTok. Uh, same handle, at laura.cornacchio. Yeah. Spell that. Spell that oh, for I'll the spell, fans. I'll spell we'll that out. The yeah. Notes for the podcast too. Okay. Uh, yeah. So L A U R A Laura dot C O R N A C H I O. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, guys. She's got great TikTok, so you should oh, thanks, follow yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. This is so exciting. So fun. This is really fun. Thanks, Laura. Listen along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Tay to Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. How many flowers that died of thirst would you give this song? How many? Do you love it as much as we do? Do you? Are there any clean haters out there? <gasps> it's okay. You're it's it's okay. You're allowed to be. Yeah, we've we've hated a little bit on a couple of songs. Not, so. hate. Not hated, but it isn't love, it isn't hate, it's just indifference. There there have been some hot takes. <laughs> And then be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could take a moment and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, that will help other Taylor Swift fans find us. Absolutely. Next episode, like I said earlier, we'll be covering Closure from Evermore. Yes. Come hang with us. I'm Gavin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. See you next time. <laughs>